0: Hey Shakers and welcome to the Worth Your Salt podcast, the podcast that shakes up your marketing game in the health and wellness industry. We're your hosts. I'm Jennifer Oroquois and I'm Taylor Perry. Join us as we dive into the trends, tools, and resources for organizations that focus on overall physical and mental health and appearance. Today, we are talking about how you can get started with a content strategy for your business. We'll talk about what a content strategy is and what it isn't and why you need one, no matter how frequent or in-depth your content may be. We're also going to jump into a few actionable steps to make your content strategy the engine behind your authority in the marketplace. You're going to walk away with a ton of new ideas to scale your business. Let's get started. So Taylor, let's begin with a foundation here about what a content strategy is. So at Salt, we look at it as a comprehensive approach to communicating every element of a company's brand script. In the health and wellness space, it's a roadmap to create that authority that's essential to building trust. So what elements should a good content strategy have?
1: Well, first of all, a great content strategy outlines how the content will be created, published, and managed in order to achieve specific goals for the business. So it is really important to determine what the goals of the content are in health and wellness, content is all about building trust and authority. So the first element of that is establishing a consistent brand voice that customers and prospects know
0: that they can trust. Mm -hmm. And that's really the next element of what a content strategy is, like targeting the right audience. And I know we're going to get into how to develop content for where our clients are in their buying journey in a bit. But at that eagle eye view, we want to be sure we identify who our audience is, what their needs are, their preferences, their pain points, all of that sort of in a general sense. Because When we fully and deeply understand those things, it makes it a lot easier to create content that resonates, which, of course, builds that trust and authority and attracts more potential clients.
1: Yes, exactly. So when we create a content strategy that consistently provides valuable and helpful information, we begin to establish a reputation as an authority, which gives us a loyal audience who not only engages with the information we provide, but also shares it with other like-minded individuals.
0: Yeah, and what you just said there that the content strategy is designed to consistently provide value, that's so important. Absolutely. Like frequency and depth of content, those are those are two more elements of a great content strategy to help make that happen.
1: Yeah, and I want to go back for a second to something that you mentioned, which is making sure your content is meeting your audience where they are, really supporting that customer journey so that they almost turn themselves into new clients. So, we think about content in terms of moving someone from awareness to consideration and then ultimately converting them. A good content strategy
0: takes this element into consideration too. I feel like we should talk about what a content strategy isn't also like, for instance, it isn't the creation of the actual content, trying to do all that at once, like developing your plan and executing on that plan means neither one is going to be as good as it could be. So the beauty of what a content plan is, is that it's a roadmap. You never wake up thinking, wow, I haven't posted anything in a while. I should think of something to post. You you have a roadmap designed to build intentional authority.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. So There are some instances where a content strategy isn't really as crucial or applicable. So for instance, if you rely heavily on in-person networking and you don't need to draw new clients online, or you sell products with an extremely short customer decision cycle, uh, but I don't see those circumstances often in health and wellness,
0: yeah, and you know it's funny i I see truth in that, but like even if you've invented a better mousetrap, which is for sure a short sales cycle, you still probably want to develop that information on that, like you need content to sell that just the same,
1: yeah, and I think that we might be a little biased since mm-hmm. this is what we love to do, help build authority in the marketplace uh, but a great content strategy focuses on that high level planning, our audience analysis, including where they get their information, and then how we're going to track the success of those efforts.
0: And next, we're going to get into the challenges and the fun part, which is the actual content creation process. We've got three rules for great content development that we'll share. But first, we need to take a quick sponsorship break. When we return, I want to really dig into how to create a content strategy and how to make that effort pay off.
2: You want to build trust with your clients by becoming a trusted authority, providing the answers they seek. But building a consistent content strategy that works for your business can be a real challenge to do it right. You've got to understand your own brand voice and gain clarity around your messaging at salt marketing. We help you leverage your expertise by building a content strategy that works across every platform from your blog to social media, to professional associations, even emails and podcasts. How do we do it? We start out by getting to know you and your business from there. We craft a plan to help you share your knowledge in a way that brings new wellness seekers to your door. Finally, We help you welcome your new clients in a way that leads to referrals and repeat business. Are you ready to get started? Visit us at saltmarketing.co for a free customized marketing plan. In just 10 minutes, you'll get a true roadmap to building new revenue for your wellness business.
0: We are back here on the Worth Your Salt podcast. And Taylor, before the break, we were talking about the fact that your content strategy doesn't include implementation. It's our our high-level plan for what we're going to do.
1: Yes, exactly. And so in health and wellness, we see a lot of people who are so eager to get their message out there that they're really just shooting from the hip and not being intentional about communicating who they are and what solutions they provide. So what that often looks like is a lot of content about products and services. So an image of a healthy meal with a caption that says something like, We provide delicious, nutritionally appropriate recommendations, but then they don't talk about any
0: of the outcomes or the results. Mm -hmm, For sure. And that's why we recommend starting with your brand script. What that is, is basically crafting a statement that helps people understand quickly who you are, what you provide, and how that helps them. So once you complete that step, then you can truly build an effective content strategy from there.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about that, the development of the brand script, I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. The brand script process begins with a series of questions around the target market, what they need, how you can provide empathy and authority that gives them confidence in you. It then goes on to provide a plan of action that gets those people started. What do you want them to do in sort of a a one, two, three kind of format and a direct call to action? So we also map out what success and failure look like and articulate that identity transformation that your client goes through. So with that brand script in hand, crafting a content strategy is just the next logical step.
1: Yes. So when we get into developing the content, we have a few challenges to overcome in health and wellness. One of the biggest ones is just the amount of misinformation that's out there. I mean, let's face it, there is a lot of pseudoscience that often derails the trust we're trying to build. Mm -hmm. So it's crucial to provide accurate evidence-based content, as well as be transparent about our qualifications and our credentials.
0: Yeah, agreed. I think we can say that rule number one of content development is accuracy and transparency. I'd say rule number two is, is be unique. There's so much competition for eyeballs in this industry you know, it really almost feels insurmountable sometimes. So practitioners need to differentiate themselves by finding unique angles, focusing on their niche and showcasing the results of the expertise that they provide with specialized content.
1: Yes, I love that. And I would say rule number three is stay current. While you may have been practicing for quite some time, there is always room for new ideas. The health and wellness field is constantly evolving with new research, new discoveries, or new ways of helping meet your client's needs. And developing content that demonstrates you're aware of and able to address what can be conflicting or challenging information builds trust and authority.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. All right, Taylor. So how do we decide what content to produce? You know, information on our brand and our target market of the foundation, but we should also include our unique selling proposition. And that message can even be found in the mediums we choose and the voice that we use. So we could begin by brainstorming article topics and and blog posts, and and these can focus on practical tips and guidelines and research-backed information that reinforces client education.
1: Yeah, and it's important to consider optimization when you're coming up with those topics. What keyword gaps can you slide into that your competitors aren't paying attention to? And how can you get found for what you do and do well? We are also seeing a lot of success in this industry with video content, You can develop videos and repurpose them across so many platforms. They can sit on your website. They can be shared on a variety of social platforms. You can send links in your emails. There are so many ways to use great video content.
0: Yeah. And if it makes sense for your brand, you might want to do what we're doing here, which is start a podcast. (laughs) Um, You know, relevant topics, expert interviews, even personal experiences. A a podcast can help you convey information and build a loyal following. You know, it can expand your reach by having guests that each have their own loyal following.
1: And yeah, one thing I'm a big fan of in this industry is infographics and visual content. It is a great way to get people to stop scrolling, especially if that content addresses a need that they currently have. If you can simplify complex information into bite-sized, easy-to-digest content or provide statistics or comparisons, you can capture those people that are looking for your expertise.
0: And another content format that we recommend is developing PDF guides and eBooks. So we think of this content as a transitional call to action. So something you can offer when someone isn't quite ready to become a client and needs a little more information to move forward. So this is content that feels substantial, usually requires a little bit of graphic design skill and let someone raise their hand without becoming a paying client yet.
1: (laughs) And when you're developing your content, always remember that it can be used in a variety of ways. Don't get trapped thinking you have to create all this new content across all of your platforms because so much of it can be repurposed in different ways. Mm -mm. You can pull tips and quotes from your articles for social media. You can create behind-the-scenes content and, of course, testimonials and success stories. One final thing is to be sure to leverage the power of visuals and storytelling to engage
0: your audience. Yeah. All right, Taylor, I think we're ready to offer up some recommendations on how content strategy can help establish trust and authority. But before we do, it's time for another quick break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Worth Your Salt podcast, and today we're talking about creating a content strategy that drives growth. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so be sure to join us over on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram at Salt Marketing Co. And let us know how your growth mindset is shifting.
1: We're back. And so, Jen, before the break, you mentioned how great content can directly contribute to your authority and build trust with clients. The first thing I'd love to talk about there is to encourage interaction with your audience. Invite comments, questions, and feedback anytime you can. You can even consider conducting like a virtual Ask Me Anything session. Mm -hmm. These can be super successful and they're so easy to pull off. But just being willing to engage your audience and let them see you, that all builds trust.
0: I love that idea. AMAs are such a great idea and they're so effective in health and wellness. Plus they're wildly cost effective. I mean, Zoom is free. It's an hour of your time and that's that's it. You can even go on social media ahead of time and collect questions to build excitement for your AMA. Um, lots of good opportunity there. I would say another great authority-building technique is to collaborate with others in your niche that already have that authority. The great thing is you don't even have to really know them. You can share content from reputable experts and that trust becomes part of your relationship with your audience.
1: Yes, that is such a great idea, the idea of collaboration. We mentioned them a minute ago, but of course, testimonials are also great at building trust and nothing beats a video testimonial. Let your successful clients share their real-life stories That kind of social proof demonstrates confidence in
0: your work and it reemphasizes the kind of quality work that you do. Yep. That's a really good thought. I I love the idea of reinforcing that that kind of quality work. And on that note, I I want to ensure that any content you develop is well-researched, fact-checked, supported by credible sources. And we can monitor the performance of that content using analytics and and task that data with telling us what to do next. So with metrics like how much time someone spends consuming your content or whether or not they took action, you can refine that content strategy to create more of what really resonates with your unique audience.
1: Yes, absolutely. And actually one resource that I think a lot of people might find useful is the idea of the big five of content creation. Yes, So. Yes. The big five comes from a book by Marcus Sheridan called They Ask, You Answer. And he helps build what he calls client advocates who will share your message for you. So in the book, he has five sort of content buckets that you can use for inspiration. The first of those concepts is pricing and costs. Now, that doesn't mean you have to discuss your prices online where all your competitors can see what you're charging, or you might scare people away. but What you can do is educate and set expectations around what you offer. What's the general price range for this service? What factors can affect that price? What special things do you do that are unique to you that bring value to your pricing?
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up this book because it's got so many great ideas in it. You could literally write that that pricing and costs article for every single offering you have or for the packages that you offer, anything that helps educate your potential clients. And the second piece of that big five is is problems. And this is like problems with your services. So this is all about how you can turn what looks like a potential weakness into a strength. addressing the challenges somebody might have with your product, like the objections that you hear over and over. Things like, I don't have time to stick with this. I'm too afraid it will hurt. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. You know, every one of these problems is a question that you can address to build trust and authority.
1: Yes, absolutely. So that leads us to number three of the big five from Marcus Sheridan, which is writing versus articles or comparisons. So with this kind of content, you can pull in a similar topic or objection to help your audience see that you are the best choice. So examples of this kind of article might be why chiropractic care is better than physical therapy or which is better, keto or paleo. What these articles do is pull in an audience that you may want but might not otherwise find you because they're actually looking for something else. So by including these additional keywords, you give yourself a wider net to draw people into your expertise.
0: And the fourth content bucket is reviews, and I love this one. It's not product reviews, but rather industry-wide attention-getting reviews. So like you could write an article on three books every CrossFitter should read, or a video yourself providing the best two healthy recipes for busy summer nights. So reviewing content that others have created to demonstrate to your audience that you are not only empathetic to their journey, but also well-educated on the answers to the questions that they're asking creates that relationship, that trust that brings them to you and encourages them to share your content with others.
1: Yes, Absolutely. And the last of those big five is what Sheridan calls best in class. So this content is designed for information seekers who want to cut right to the chase. They're typically near the end of the sales cycle and they've moved themselves in market for what you offer. So if they search for best fitness programs for weight loss, they've already identified not only the problem they have, but also the solution they're seeking. So if you now create content around the best in class solution for fitness programs for weight loss, you're providing exactly what they're looking for. And then you are the answer to that question.
0: So smart, yep. And one last thing to remember as you're creating your content strategy is that it's never gonna be a set it and forget it proposition. Your strategy should be fluid and adapt to the ever-changing needs of your target market. You might even find that your brand script evolves over time based on what you learn from your audience and their needs. But building trust and establishing authority will catapult your health and wellness practice forward and creating those relationships is everything.
1: Yes, absolutely. And of course, we would love to help you make that happen. <laughs> So while that's all we have time for today, salt marketing focuses solely on the health and wellness industry, and we can help you take a critical look at what you're doing and help you find opportunities for growth. Of course, everything we're talking about today
0: is also over on our blog at saltmarketing.co. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of Worth Your Salt. Don't forget that a new episode of Worth Your Salt drops every Thursday. You can make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing at saltmarketing.co forward slash If you're ready for your Worth Your Salt debut, our team is always looking for outstanding guests. Let us know about your expertise at grow at saltmarketing.co. Finally, leave us a review or give the show a handful of stars wherever you get your content. That's all for this episode of Worth Your Salt. Let's get out there and shake things up.